spelling out the myths, misinformation, and BS in the wellness industry. This is the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Here's your host, holistic pharmacist, supplement expert, Big Mouth, Dr. Neil Smoller. Broadcasting from the most famous small town in the universe, it's the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the natural product industry, the health and wellness industry, and all industries where deception is how we make our profits. Uh, today's episode, episode 81, Dana? Yes. 81, 81. That's a lot of episodes. So uh, we're going to talk today about me being on fire. I think that's like the name of the episode. This girl is on fire. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how I'm a little amped up uh, because of everything that's going on. But in particular, I was on a uh, community radio station that I felt like I wanted to support. And uh, some stuff kind of went down and I'm I'm really, really frustrated and tired about it. And I just want to kind of call out that. So that's what we'll get to. And we'll kind of talk, talk through that with some other stuff that's going on. So I figure we can start out with some COVID stuff. Do we have any COVID stuff to discuss? There is something about nut oil. And because we're recording <laughs> via Zoom yeah. and you I'm are on my phone, oil. I can't pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> Something about eating nuts, like the oil in it, uh, just helps with it. And that's the best I can do. I can link the article <laughs> in the show notes. Oh, I think you sent that to me on Facebook or something like that. I, I don't did, know. Yeah. That that was like an in vitro type type of thing. I don't think that there was oh, anything okay. substantial to that. <laughs> um, I will say this, like my kind of COVID thought for this week is back to the vaccine. And um, so we had the adverse event pause, which again has been shown to not be related to the vaccine at all. Right. And it was a super cautious thing to do. So again, people, lay people, when they hear these things, when they hear science is fallible or science changes or science adapts, it ends up becoming for them like fodder, uh, you know, for distrust, right? Oh, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to, to trust. And, and that's kind of the thesis for everything today. Um, so we won't really like spend too much time on this thought process, but we have to remember, and one of the things I'll stress is that we want a cautious approach. We want to correct ourselves if we're wrong. We want to be poised and positioned properly. We want to make sure that our word, because our words matter. And that's really, that's probably the, the, the title for today is like responsibility with language or words matter. And, mm. um, and I think that, uh, you know, what ends up happening is then the talking heads and the water cooler conversation has built up this, um, I don't know, like uh, cultural phenomenon where, where we're, we're paying so much close attention to these little minutiae details. We don't really know how to interpret them. And then we, we think it's like, like our other relationship stuff, you know, it's like, it's like gossip at the water cooler about somebody in their marriage falling apart. Right. And then, Oh, he, well, he said this and then they, they did this. So that must mean he's, you know, a liar. And so th that's not the case with science. We want, we want things to change. We want to be okay with it and we want to be cool with it. So, so the, the vaccines are back on track. Everybody took pause, not just AstraZeneca. Everybody took pause. Everybody looked at their data. Everything's fine. And we're all moving forward. Um, the, the thing that I want to kind of stress is something that I didn't think about. There was an article that I guess was covered on NPR. My wife told me about that kids aren't even being tested for the vaccine right now. 
And that didn't oh. even that didn't even register to me. I'm like, oh Jesus, they're not they're doing adult trials. They haven't done kids trials. They're not going to be able to yeah. correlate this because this is a new uh, thing, you know. And I don't think any of the SARS and MERS stuff had kids data on it. So there's a good chance that kids won't even be in the first or second round of immunizations. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's a huge chunk of the population <laughs> oh that's just being left out. I know it's so it's like it's so Aaron's like we're going to have to adapt. She's like I can do this remote learning for a year, right? We can keep them home yeah. for a year. I can't do this any longer. And I think it was funny because I did some, I do flu shots annually for local businesses. I just go around and kind of stab people. So one mm -hmm. of the gents that I've been immunizing for like almost a decade now is like, I'm going to sit this vaccine out. Like I do a new restaurant. <laughs> and I'm like, that's actually kind of funny. That's a really funny way to think about it. I'm just going to wait and see what other people have to say about it first. And, and I'm totally cool with that. That that's great. And, and that's what we're doing with school, by the way, for the kids. It's like, we're, we don't have to send our kids back. We have the resources to be able to keep them home, Aaron's home to help out. So, so that's good. So let everybody else kind of go back to school, see how it works in New York. I'm hoping that we're going to be fine, you know, but mm. there's a good chance that, um, cases could pop up and all this other stuff. So there's, there's this potential negative that, that we have coming. So that's my COVID, uh, kind of bit of information for today. Um, yeah, yeah. That guy is right. Like the push to get the vaccine out before the election. That's the one I'm afraid of. Like I would certainly take a vaccine next year because of what I know about it from you, because obviously you're keeping abreast of all of this vaccine stuff. But, I, you know, I'd be afraid of being poisoned by a rushed vaccine that was purely a political power move. Right. You know? and, and so this goes to what I like to say about the responsibility of language, because if you if you if you hear the words that you say, the rushed out part of it probably isn't something that came up from your head. That's probably something that you've heard somebody say about the vaccine, about it being rushed out and that being a concern. And you're literally repeating those words. That's how we kind of communicate and, and everything like that. And language really matters. And so the question becomes, in my mind, is, is that word correctly, word being used correctly, right? Is that words matter so much to us? Like when we hear things like, people fighting over the black lives matter or, you know, pro choice, yeah. pro life. These are the phrases that we wrap our heads around and that, that build, we build our worldview. So it's very important for us to make sure that we're using responsible language or at least kind of like taking pause or being more thoughtful about it. Right. So we're in a position here where people are hearing our words. We have to be responsible. So if I were to say something stupid, uh, I hope I would correct myself. And if you say something stupid, I'm going to make sure that like we kind of talk about it. So when you say something like the vaccine being rushed out and I'm worried about it, so that would, we would being responsible say, well, time out. Is the vaccine truly being rushed out? Well, we know, and I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about how uh, Mr. So-and-so decided that he wants to have the vaccine out before the election because it potentially would favor him, right? And there right. was this idea that he was pushing certain um, companies to get their vaccine out quickly. As a result, the vaccine manufacturers, all of them banded together and said, we are not letting this hit the market unless it is 100% responsible. It's it's safe, effective, like it's not coming out. Nobody's going to bully us into this, right? So, so that's, that's one, true, yeah. yeah, so that's one piece. So like we've got this like, but then people still feel like my friend there that I vaccinated is like, yeah, this seems rushed to me. And so can we address that? Can we address that information? Because a lot of us out there believe that this is rushed. And as we've kind of talked about, the timeline for vaccines are normally a lot longer. And that's because a majority of the time is spent 
trying to figure out the bug, trying to figure out what it's susceptible to, how we can attack it, what's going to work, what's not going to work, right? So a majority of it is that. And then the second biggest time is all the bureaucratic stuff. Most of the clinical mm. trials that are happening happen in about the same amount of time. Like a large drug trial happens not over years and years and years, but, you know, maybe six months to a year, maybe, maybe less. Right. And so, uh, so, you know, we're trying to determine, is there going to be something serious that's going to happen? Is there anything that's popping out, uh, uh, on, on this like longer term scale? Um, but, Truly, the vaccines, the the rushed part of it is the fact that they don't have to scrounge up the money. They have all the resources in the world literally being poured at this. They have a lot of the bureaucratic stuff cut out. And then we already had a lot of technology to go on because of SARS and MERS, right? So, right. so while, yes, it's definitely accelerated and it's still not what I believe irresponsibly rushed. And the companies have said that that's important. So it's like, you know, you and I are having a good conversation about it. And this kind of goes to the next piece, which is like why I'm on fire here today is like this responsibility of language. Right. And what basically what happened, I go on a radio station and I'm already kind of a little like poisoned or spoiled or like, eh, like, I don't know if I should keep supporting this organization because the questions aren't innocent. The questions aren't, I want to know more, help me understand. It's more like, this is my position on it. Defend that. Right. And that's kind of what it's been in the past. And it, it was kind of like, you know, the idea that we're doing an unnecessary level of shutdown, right? Unnecessary level of shutdown because of the economy. What about the economy? Right. So those those things. And and you and I both know, okay, like let's not BS each other. There is a certain faction of the political spectrum, I guess, from the media standpoint, that is pushing that narrative, right? That is a talking point for them to try to get everything kind of back and up and running is like, well, what about the economy? It, it, it's coming from a different place. It's not coming from a, well, let's look at the effects of the economy because I really am concerned about the economy. If you're concerned about the economy, you would know that if we open back up irresponsibly, it would blow up the economy. <laughs> you know, yeah. so if you're concerned, I really need like a sound effect for an eye roll, because every time I hear what about the economy, it's just like you know, massive eye roll because I'm like, well, if you open up too quickly and everyone gets sick again, then you're just prolonging the economy being shut down. I can't believe we're still talking about this. Right. And so, so, you know, like I'm okay with anyone asking the question, you know, but, and I guess the thesis here is that we can't be so confident in what we're saying, our opinions, right? can't be these confident things. Cause truly like when I pushed back, he's like, well, yeah, you're right. I don't really know. I just look to the experts. So therefore you should not be so adamant in your conclusions, right? Uh, because you know, what ends up happening is like, so basically I want to open up the economy, the economy, the economy. And I argue, and I say, listen, if you want, if you're frustrated right now, I get that. And then you want to open up that's going to blow up the economy. So like, if you want something to be changed, let's talk to our elected officials who actually make the decisions that can make us get back to normal. And if we notice, it's not just us. It's not an American crisis. This is a global crisis. And we are performing the worst of the G20 countries for sure. And then everybody else, we're, we're like of the worst responses here, right? And a lot of places are, um, you know, they're dealing with like in Europe, they're dealing with this um, second wave that's coming because people are moving inside and getting a little bit more lackadaisical. And that's a challenge and that's uh, built into the system. But overall, life is pretty much back to normal in a lot of places, right? It's this quote unquote mm. new normal. So, so, so the, the idea here of 
of, of like me saying, okay, yeah, well, I understand that you're frustrated, but let's start to not direct it at each other. Right. And say, well, Neil wants the economy uh, to be crashed and, and, and we can't just live like this forever. And here's all my points that, that doesn't work because everyone else is showing us how you can have both and you need to have both in order for it to really succeed. Um, so then it, it goes into this ar- argument of, well, you know, there are other people with differing opinions from you and you're not the only person on the planet and your opinion isn't right. And that's essentially where, where we kind of got to, right? So mm-hmm. I agree that there are lots of different opinions, but they don't really matter. And we have to stop, 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 stop with this false equivalence nonsense, you're listening to opinions on like basically state media, uh, propaganda channels that are trying to drive. And I don't care if you're red or blue. Both of them have this. Like if uh, here's a great example. I'm a Reddit dude, right? So I go on Reddit and that's where I, I read the news, but I don't read in the politics section because the politics subreddit is literally just Trump bad, Bernie good. Right. And that's all it is. It's like every new article, every article in every blog or whatever, um, their headline, if it supports that mentality, that's what gets shared and that's what gets upvoted. And that's all you would see. So if that's all you wanted, then that's a great place for you. But that is toxic to your brain. Right. And then yeah. the, the more conservative subreddits, it's the opposite. <laughs> you know, socialism, bad Trump dictator, excellent, you know, like all of that stuff and like, and the spin and it's just disgusting, right? So we have to understand that most of us are not looking at fact, we're looking at opinions and these opinions are clear cut motivations, right? The uh, clear cut um, manipulations, I guess, is probably the better word, right? Mm -hmm. So, so if we start there, we then have to be much more human, like uh, have a, a lot more, uh, Humility, I guess, around this whole thing, right? I was going to say you have to be much more humid, but that doesn't make any sense. You can tell I'm like on fire about this whole thing, right? So, so we have to have a lot more humility about this whole thing and our actual position here, right? And and so, especially because we're now seven months into this coronavirus nonsense, and I'm just so tired of these same old arguments, right? So tired of all of this stuff getting recycled, and it and it's not proving or helping anything. All it's doing is adding divisiveness. Now, if you said to me, that's interesting that you're saying that we should blame the elected officials. What proof do you have that it's the elected officials and not uh, and doing something wrong? How about that, right? That's a good question that I would ask if I wanted to like actually be curious about a subject versus trying mm-hmm. to direct a conversation. And then I can say, okay, well, let's look at all the other countries in the world, right? And look, how is everybody else ranking compared to us? And what do their economies look like? And how we got a $1,200 check. Some of us got a $1,200 check and that was it seven months ago, which is what, like, you know, $5 a day, right? Uh, basically yeah. over this whole thing, right? So you too can sponsor uh, a, a child in America for $5 a day. Right. So, yeah. so that's all we got where other countries are getting two grand a month and like it's helping and they're, they're putting eviction down and that's helping the economy stay afloat because everything is broken. Right. So that, that would have been a good way to answer, ask the question. And my, my anger here is because this is a community radio station. We all, all of us who have, uh, influence, right? Because influencer is the big word. We have a responsibility to the language that we use, especially when it's important. So when we have people getting upset that Facebook is fact-checking them, right? When we have people that are getting upset that Google is taking down their stuff or like YouTube 
gets rid of a conspiracy video during one of the most dangerous times in humanity, right? We could argue that it is pretty much it, right? Mm. Like, what's up with that, right? So why, 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 why is this okay? So, so here's here's like you know where I'm at with this whole thing. So there was another kind of part of the conversation that came up where it was like, you know, after I've already like kind of swatted down all of this nonsense. And I'll admit, I'm, I was certainly angry because I'm just tired of it. Like, if he's tired about putting a mask on and, and living this different life and not being able to go out to watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings, then, you know, I'm mad that I have to spend my entire life finding all of the misinformation, being able to respond to it, and then just hopefully putting it out there and watching it get shared a few times where this pandemic thing gets, you know, these conspiracy theories and, and misinformation gets spread like wildfire, right? Um, yeah. So, like, I'm frustrated and tired. But then the question comes up about flu and the vaccine. And the question is, well, are you a vaccine advocate? And I said, you know, like, that's an odd question, right? Like, that's a troubling question that you're asking me that. And, you know, again, in the moment, I was pretty much saying, I think it's troubling that that's part of our dialogue. That's the words that we've chosen to use. Like, we all agree that it's okay to ask somebody that when it should, the question should be, are you one of those people that deny the science of vaccines or are you one of those people that are rejecting the science of vaccines? And again, the person that asked me has led medical organizations, right? So it was, it's for me, it was extremely like super duper frustrating. Uh, and then, then when I said, well, of course vaccines, you know, that's, it's troubling. Of course I'm, I'm for vaccines. And he said, well, you know, it's not, it's not too troubling because I have chiropractor friends that, aren't vaccine advocates. And then there it is. And this kind of goes to this idea of uh, people with differing opinions are equal. Yeah. Right? And that's what the first guy was saying. And then that's what the second guy is saying. And that's what America is saying, right? That's what a majority of people are saying is that the, well, there, there's two sides to every story. And I don't believe that that's true at all. I believe that you can present multiple sides to any story, but it's up to us to have the skill set to to be able to say, well, that's not true, or to say, I need to ask somebody if that's true. Yeah, I'm way more dogged than that. I'm like, no, there's not two sides. There's just the there's just what happened. There's just the truth, and whether or not you choose to see that is on you. But if you're going to deny, say, the science of vaccines, then, um, you know, you're causing trouble for everyone. Right. And so now, like, you're at fault. You're the villain here. And I don't have time for your crap. Can we appreciate the fact that the vaccine hate came from one dude that spread a bad study and then celebrities trying to push an agenda? Right. Can we appreciate that? That's true. Right. You know, whether or not you have distrust in institutions and in, in scientists and stuff like that, we have to like look at what's real is that this was an agenda spread by an individual who has now been disbarred and like, you know, lost his medical license and kicked out of the country. And and, you know, it was an utter failure of science to to. Uh, check and control the information before it went out, which is dangerous, right? And and that's true. Um, but just like if you make a mistake, right? I I called you an a hole, right? I should be able to go. You know what? That was stupid of me. My bad. Let's move on, right? But if for the rest of your life you're like, well, Neil called me an a hole that one time, right? And then <laughs> if I say something like a little off color, you're gonna go. You know what? This guy is a jerk. He called me the a hole, even though he got over it, and that moment has passed. 
I believe that he's that jerk, right? So that's what we're doing here with science and medicine. We're judging the institutions like they're our friends, right? Yeah. And and it's to me again, it's it's like the consummate frustration is that this idea that we have equal opinion. So while I you everybody knows that I there are chiropractors that I don't respect, just like there are pharmacists that I don't respect. I think that there are a number of charlatans out there that are doing pushing pseudoscience and anti-science and nonsense. But I had two of my friends in here talking and, and trying to advocate as much as I could. And one of my businesses in Connecticut was largely successful because of the support of a chiropractic practice. I love chiropractors, right? Good people mm-hmm. trying to help people. But I would hope to God that we know that they're not infectious disease experts and their opinion on it doesn't mean anything just because they're doctor, right? Doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Right? I know that my chiropractor doesn't use fluoridated toothpaste, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to him for advice on how to clean my teeth. I just want him to straighten out my spine. Right. If you go to your chiropractor and he's doing the back stuff, which is important to a lot of people, they make people feel good all the time, right? They make people's mm-hmm. lives better. And, and like he starts promoting to you the fact that you're using fluoride and that's the problem, Right. Like that's a different conversation, right? That's a different conversation. You'd be like, you know what, dude, I'm going to talk to my dentist. I don't really value your opinion on this, but I, you know, I'm okay well, with everything just, else. You just do. to qualify because he's my buddy. He wasn't promoting anything. We I know he wasn't, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm doing a rhetorical question is like, you yeah. know, that he's into weird stuff, right? But if he made mm-hmm. that a cornerstone to his belief system. So again, if, 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 if the garbage guy came up to me and was like, you know, I'm really anti-vax, I'd be like, great. Uh, and you know. If, you know, I don't I'd be know, like, like, if you're collecting garbage, I wouldn't be, because if you get stuck by, with a needle by mistake, man, you're going to want a tetanus shot. Right. But I mean, it has that same amount of value. Do you have yeah. the experience, training, opinion, connections, contacts, uh, to make that opinion valid? Right. And so, so the, the thing is, is that we need to trust experts. So, and I've, I've had this conversation a number of times, either on this podcast or in the blog, we actually did a whole section. It's like, we have to change our trust thresholds, right? So the first problem though, if I had to like put this into a three point bullet point, because, you know, we like three lists of three things for comedic effect and otherwise, uh, but you know, the, the first, the first point that we have to like come to agreeance on is this idea that we're not experts. And I'm not talking about subject matter experts. I'm saying that we are not experts in interpreting information, especially the stuff that's complex. Okay. That's what we have to first start out with is like, we can be told information, but it really takes a special skill set to be able to parse that information, understand that bias is inherent to information. There's always going to be bias and how to weigh that bias and how to think through the problem and how to not compartmentalize, right. And hide stuff and kind of like put things into little pockets that support our biases themselves. Right. So we're not experts in it. And, and what I said on the radio station today is you like, that Rand Paul, we're talking to you <laughs> and we're going to get to him. So the, <laughs> The, this, what I said on the radio station today was, was quite simple. It was like, you know, this is a controversial statement that I'm going to say, and this is coming from somebody that cares about the community very much. The community does not know how to do this stuff. And that's part of the problem. Right. And, and instead of being, again, being humble about it, we, we, uh, now with social media and the internet and the misinformation, like bonfire, we get proud about that. 
right? And I'm yeah. I'm not judging people because they don't have that skill set. And I know people that have that skill set that fail at it all the time, right? But that's the first thing that we have to understand when it comes to this very complex picture of America that we live in today, right? So we're not experts, not in the subject matter, but in interpreting the information fed to us by experts, right? The second thing is that science is data. We make the stories about the data, right? That's something that we have to understand. And and again, I'll go back to James Heathers, who was on the podcast, talking about interpreting data for lay people, right? This idea that when you see a headline or you see a study, that is just one word, one sentence, one phrase in a much larger story. Does it even fit into the story that we already know? Does it, is it a villain? Is it a good guy? We don't know. All we know is that that bit of information is going to help us build a better story. And the more information we have that supports those words and that story, the better off we'll be. So we have to understand that when we're engaging with science, it may not be... Um, wise to chase our tails or to go after each like squirrel that comes up, every distraction that that pops up on our feed, or to internalize those things as if they're truths, because science is just the data. The stories is is what is so attractive and that's what what we do. Right. And and I think that, you know, when it comes to medicine in particular, and this is really interesting, my wife is reading um, The Great Influenza, I believe, which is the book about the 1918 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about like how medicine in not too long ago, I mean, we're talking about 1918. One of the ways that we would do medicine is we would do it just like we do math and other sciences, which is like following the logic, right? So we right. would just follow the logic. So this plus this equals this. So that's that's our conclusion you know that that's that makes sense to to me you know it's it's based on what would seem comprehensible i guess and that's how a lot of people like lay people right now still engage with medicine but the truth is is that medicine and our complex body systems is, are quite illogical <laughs> we we it's it's the opposite of what we think going to my 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 go-to example for this which now you know dr rosen sweet was like uh basically you know that that data needs to be reinterpreted but the idea that if you give a postmenopausal woman estrogen, you put back the estrogen they're missing, they're going to live longer, healthier lives, they're going to have less bone disease, and they're going to do better. And then we come to find out that there's a significant percentage that actually has bad outcomes, and it's against our logic, right? And so there's, and that's just like kind of like the big example. There's plenty of examples of this where it, the science actually shows that it, the medicine flies in the face of logic. Okay. And that's just something that we have to kind of understand this idea that the science is the data we're telling the stories and it's just a piece. And it often can be illogical, especially to us lay people not trained in medicine and looking at this like as a career, you know, doctors will often be reading one to five new journals every day. So they're constantly looking at science and, and, you know, we took entire sections of school about statistics and biostatistics and and all of this stuff and and how to build a clinical trial and how to suss out the 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 bias and and how to find the real data. And I'm telling you, like some of that stuff is still instinctual to me, and it is a lot. Like you spend most of your time tearing down the study than you do looking at the actual results of the study. Right. And but so a lot of us take the superficial look. So so that's a problem, right? So we have a, a lot of people that are trying to engage in something that they don't really 
um, I guess, understand the the nuance that's involved. And again, that's not a flaw of the people. It's just something that we have to come to grips with if we want if we want to have a better society. Really, like if if we yeah. can do these things, we can be better, right? Um, and then third, we we're often quite hypocritical, right? So I believe that we will set our standards, right? And this kind of speaks to the supplements, right? So when I have a fish oil, these are my standards, right? It has to come from these types of facilities. It has to have these quality tests done. If it has these things, these are great, right? But that's what has to happen. And if we get new information that there should be more standards, we add to those standards, right? And then we apply it consistently. I don't say, well, you know, I apply it sometimes. That was a problem here before, right? When people, when somebody would, you know, apply it to brands that he liked versus brands that they didn't, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. so we want to apply our standards very consistently. And so our standards, when it comes to who we trust and who we don't are often applied inconsistently and often hypocritically. People will bash on big pharma because of the corruption, but then turn a blind eye in the supplement industry. That's something that I've talked about a lot. And and whether it's willful ignorance, like some of the supplement companies that are out there now being shady little bastards, or if it's just, I, I don't really know, you know, like I, I'm unsure. I, I'm just, I, I didn't know that it was that big of a problem. We're still being inconsistent, right? So if we say that we don't trust the CDC, because of X, Y, and Z, but then we trust the guy on a YouTube channel, right? That's inconsistent application of our own standards, right? And so for, for me, it becomes about setting the trust threshold and saying, this is who, this is the level that I need to see. But we don't often think about those little nuancey things that go into our decision. And it really ends up just becoming, um, like whichever way the wind blows really like, or whatever belief will support my, my worldview the best. And again, a flaw to us. It's a part of um, human behavior, right? And it comes from the complex nature of things. And all of it can be overcome. But as long as we stare at it face to face, we can then start to address this and be better, right? And and I think that's super important because on top of all of this is the misinformation engine that's trying to get you to hate all of these institutions because then they can keep power and plenty of books written by way smarter people than me have talked about this, right? They have talked about the idea of like how democracies change, how, uh, how governments change, right? And it ends up leading to more authoritarianism by sowing distrust in institutions. And so I and the reason I say that is to say this is that the CDC had that, um, advisement that came out about the aerosol or airborne nature of coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. They put out that it's airborne and then they retracted it, right? And so people started asking me, what's up with the CDC just putting out all this misinformation or changing their minds so much? And then listen to that, listen to those sentences. And this is what I'm hearing. Like, what's up with that? Like, it seems like they're, they're, you know, like they don't know what they're doing. Right. And my opinion is quite simple is a few things, is that there's probably going to be data that shows that there's some degree of airborne nature to coronavirus, right? It's nuanced. There's going to be some part where the respiratory droplets are small enough. like, But at the same time, wearing masks or having PPE is really what's blocking that. So in hospitals, for example, they can test it in the air. They, they 
I've heard, uh, at like Mount Foyer, Stony Brook, they're testing the air levels in the higher areas and they're picking it up everywhere, right? So it's around, but because we have the PPE on, uh, we're being protected from those tiny respiratory droplets, right? So that's the first thing. I'm sure that we want, once we know more and, and there's more time on this, there's going to be some degree of that, right? So it's not that what they're saying is wrong. The other side of me says it's pretty irresponsible for these organizations, World Health Organization, CDC, to do this, not because they're wrong. Like it's fine to retract something. It's fine to make a mistake. The problem is, is that they serve the public and the public has those three things wrong with them right? When it comes to interpreting this stuff. And because we have this misinformation campaign on top of it, and then we have the distrust in institutions that's been sowed over time, all of that is a recipe for disaster, right? So when I hear this CDC retraction, I get frustrated and disappointed. I'm like, who's their PR person, right? But the bigger part of me says, this is intentional. And this is actually going to be my rant for next week. I believe that the CDC statement about the airborne virus was intentionally leaked and then retracted by the more responsible people to give this sense of confusion, to build this rhetoric further against the CDC, right? Because if the CDC is right, they're going against the administration. The CDC and Fauci and all of those guys are saying the things that are right based on science, and that's against the agenda, the political agenda. Right. So if we can make you not trust the CDC, then you'll trust what what I say. And I'm not just some idiot with a tinfoil hat on saying this. I actually just read an article this morning. Gottlieb, the ex FDA chief, is like same kind of sentiment, like irresponsible. We this this is not not the time to make mistakes. Right. And then yeah. he also said in Trump's America, we cannot discount the fact that this is not intentional. Right. We have yeah. to we have to think that this is potentially made to do that, right? And so what's the problem? The problem is the corruption. And then the other problem is us being willing sponges, soaking up all of this rhetoric from other people, not doing what we need to do, and then pushing it out as if it's truth, right? And we talked about last week, the the smoke inhalation, right? And right. the masks. And I, I intentionally walked you through that because I wanted you to approach it like a normal layperson would, right? The idea that, oh, wow, that that doesn't make any sense. Like either the CDC's lying or that's completely fake, right? And right. because of the logical kind of thought process, but then we're missing a point. So there's two destinations is to ask an expert or to Google and and look for organizations that job is to to keep the truth relevant, right? To keep the truth out there. And when we do either one of those, we get to the same conclusion, which is there's truth to it, but that it's not the whole story. It's not compartmentalized, right? And so um, so we can see this in action all day long. And again, I'm on fire because this is so frustrating. I think that my my overarching belief system now is that Americans don't really Americans don't really want facts. They want to be marketed to. And that's mm. becoming more and more true, like as every day passes. The the stories we tell are are very um consistent, right? If we if we want to influence decisions, we can do that very easily with the data we have now and the psychological profiles we have now. We can really influence people a lot, right? And so 
I, I just believe that it is our responsibility. If we can't vote people out, these elected officials that are, are uh, trying to tear us down, we can vote with our wallets and not support organizations that are promoting this kind of nonsense. And we can also um, try to be better, right? We can be a little bit more humble. In one of my blogs, I talked about how how we can't put trust in these talking heads, right? So if we're going to do that, we need to spend a lot more time, not looking once, but looking twice, looking three times at what they're saying and really, really being judgmental of it before we incorporate it into our worldview. Alternatively, we shrink our world back down and stop with this looking at some internet expert that seems like they're credible, you know, Dr. Oz is a doctor, and instead go to Dr. Neil or Dr. Uh, Rissman, somebody is in your community that you can punch if he's wrong, right? So then you can yeah. then, like, you know, the the social pressure can be felt to to do the right thing, right? So, so make your world smaller, you know, and 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 instead of uh, you know blindly trusting strangers, uh, because it's quite clear to me that this is all systematic, right? This is systemic, and it all comes back to health and wellness because this is a big problem for us, of course, with health and wellness. Look at any gimmick diet, right? So we're playing on a pain point. We're selling misinformation to move product. We don't care if you really lose weight. We care if you respond to the fact that you want to lose weight and buy our crap, right? That's what people are saying, right? And it is crap. It is crap. All of it is crap. <laughs> if, it, if a freaking weight loss pill worked, it would be $1,000 a pill and it'd be a prescription only and it would be locked up tighter than oxycodone. So ah, if only, if only, right? I would freaking love it. So so, so I sit, so I, I don't know. So I, I, I feel like, um, I feel frustrated, man. I know I get it. Like everybody is in this weird spot and this is a very important moment for us. And I just believe that it doesn't have to be so negative. It doesn't have to be such a fight, but we come looking for a fight. We're looking for zingers. How many people are going to tune into the debates, not looking for policy and politics and holding somebody accountable, but how, how many people are going to watch and, and for that, that, that moment, that zinger moment that they can talk about and make memes about and all of that stuff the next day. Yeah. It's, it really comes down to responsibility. You know, I believe that we're stuck right now. We're stuck in this. I'm looking at the past because the past was always better, right? Right. The past was better. And then we're stuck in this. Uh, everything sucks right now. And I just want to keep incorporating all of the news into my world until uh, I'm paralyzed and I just can't do anything because it makes my brain feel good. Right. Instead of doing what we should be doing is disengaging from all of that. Turn off the TV. Right. And, yeah. and live your life and, and work in your community and do good things, right? And then ask your experts uh, in your circle uh, when it's appropriate, right? And just stop with that nonsense and be more responsible, be more engaged in the system, you know? And, and I think the, the problem for me and the reason that I'm on fire and the reason that this is coming out is because th those people are good people, right? The people that I talk to are good people. They care about the communities. They even, the one guy even said, you know, I wash my hands. I put my mask on. I'm not doing the things that you're not supposed to do. Right. But, and that's great. But I also believe that there is more danger in the words than there is in the not wearing the mask. And because mm -hmm. it's just reinforcing all the nonsense. Right. So I think our responsibility comes down to being smarter about the words we say. And listen, like when people call me out, if I say something stupid, I try to correct it. Right. And so we have actually a couple episodes coming up with, because I just don't want to come on and try to like fun for my way through some of the, the stuff. I'm going to have a couple experts on to 
kind of talk about some of the things that I've brought up. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool and I'll call back to it, but I'm going to, you know, make sure that we're responsible in what we're saying. So, um, and this comes, you know, it's funny because you said like this comes on the heels of Dr. Fauci Mm -hmm. testifying in front of Congress and him and Rand Paul fighting. Right. Yes. And, and a lot of us are watching it going, yeah, you tell them, right. Like the Jerry Springer type stuff. And, and that stinks, but you know, Fauci is exasperated because how many times has he seen this movie, you know, and he's trying to put good information out there. And that dude is trying to make political plays. He's not asking questions to know what's real. And he's a doctor trained in the stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So basically Fauci's like, you're misinterpreting this stuff. You're, you're, you're taking bits of information, putting it into little pockets. And, and then you're trying to make a play out of this. You're not listening. You keep doing it over and over again. Right. Exactly. I mean, if one more person mentions Sweden, I'll be like per capita deaths per their entire population. Mm -hmm. They're way worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows why Fauci's frustrated. I'm right there with him. So are you. Yeah. And and so and one of the, the themes that I've been trying to say through this entire coronavirus thing is like now's not the time. So when CBD comes up and it becomes this new trend, then we get everybody talking about how CBD can cure your cancer and all this stuff. And like, okay, that a-hole over there, fine, whatever he wants to do, you know, like all the CBD experts, whatever. I'm not going to get too upset about it. I'm going to make fun of him. I'm going to call him out. But now's not the time. I'm glad you brought that up because we almost went this entire episode without talking about CBD. I, I, and I was getting <laughs> you got nervous for a second? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, CBD sales are through the roof because everybody's stressed out. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, so when a trend comes and, and like under normal times, it's like, okay, this, we're going to play this game again. Okay, here we go. Let's go through it. But now it's mm-hmm. like, we should be circling the wagons together. And instead what we're hearing is the CDC sucks. This, you know, I don't trust the science. The science works when it supports what you want it to support. And, and like, these are the, the, the beliefs of our fellow community members, right? Like, like this is not a global conspiracy against Donald Trump. This is a global problem that was mismanaged. And, you know, again, coming right out and saying it, America could have done a lot more. Imagine if we didn't have the trade crisis with China and things weren't as ice cold as they were. Maybe they would have let us in. Maybe they would have let us do more. Maybe they would have let us help. Maybe if we had an international coalition of people under a better situation with China where we could have all worked together to try to help them control it and give given them aid and all of that stuff. Do you think like it could have been controlled? Of course it could have if we had adults in the room, but we keep trying to say it's not real. And then we have people that watch this rhetoric and then they promote on in every angle of the li- their lives that it's not real. And it's the most destructive thing ever. Uh, I was talking with my shrink lies ab- uh, in the family are the most destructive thing on earth because they're truly evil. The amount of damage that could be done. And I believe when it comes to our global family, the lies about this stuff is truly the most evil. Right. And then what happens is, is that we have people just picking it up and willfully slinging it out there because it be- it's not about science. It's not about the information it's not about being good to each other it's about my team winning and it's yeah. super duper dangerous and and so the team whether that's red blue red sox yankees natural versus conventional medicine that all has to stop right that all has to stop you know have passion you know 
want, you know, promote your, your, your Yankee team, right? If you're, you're a New York guy and you love the Yankees, but like, let's not throw eggs at Red Sox guys. I mean, we can like, I prefer the Philly, <laughs> throw them at, at the Philly guys, but whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, this idea that we have to be so, um, hurtful towards each other instead of trying to be responsible, uh, empowering, uh, and like positive, right. Inspiring. These are the things that we should be doing. So in order for us to get through this nonsense, in order for us to stop being so on fire, we have to disconnect from all of this crap and be much more responsible. So that's my that's my freaking rant today. And uh, <laughs> this has been the best episode of Neil's Conspiracy Corner ever. <laughs> I, I really hope that this lands. <laughs> I'm just so freaking I'm so so upset, so freaking upset that I feel you, dude. I am so let down. Is really what it is. It's a disappointment in in people that we can get so wrapped up in and we can convince ourselves that we're good right and and but then spread misinformation right that's the problem right those people that sit in these elected positions will tell themselves that they're good people and then they're spreading the misinformation and they're doing so in a weaponized manner because they know that us will eat it up and we'll yeah. regurgitate it and we'll spit it out on other people too and we're just part of this freaking system and it's disgusting. And it means a lot right now. Because again, 10,000 medical professionals have died globally, I believe, is the number. That's insane, right? That that yeah. number of people died in one event, you know, when they didn't really have to. Fighting, fighting and trying to save people. And then, you know, you read the tweets about the ER doctor. He's like, the most batshit insane moment I've ever had as a doctor is when I'm actively intubating somebody for uh, pneumonia, uh, pneumonia due to COVID. And they're telling me that it's a hoax, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, like you see all of these stories about how, how adamant we are that, that we're not wrong in how we've been doing all of this. So I got to leave on something positive though. Like, is there something positive that I can talk about? <laughs> oh gosh, I got to rack my brain. <laughs> uh, so, I read too much news and it's all doom and gloom. And, and so so let's, let's then say that let's, let's say that, you know, I believe that almost all of us, I would say a, an overwhelming majority of us are really good people and we all want the same thing. At the end of the day, it's all the same thing that we want, which is pretty much to live a good life with our people and just not be bothered. Right. And so yeah. that's what we all want. So that means that sometimes we have to give up some of our stuff to help other people get that right. And we have to, we have to think about, you know, we want just for our little wagon, but we have to think about our little worlds too. Right. So we all are pretty much on the same page. And the problem is the other guys and the other guys aren't brown people or, you know, whatever the, the, the witches, right. We like there's the bad guys are not the villains that everybody says they are people that are pro-choice, people that are um, uh, for immigration, liberals, you know, Republicans, like those aren't the bad guys. The bad guys are the people that are putting the crap into the top and, and, and taking everything from us. And, and that's who we need to focus at, right? And we need to stop 
tearing each other down. And so uh, once once we can start to say, all right, listen, I, I get you. You have an opinion about life, um, but I'm judged. The merit that I judge it on is, is it hurtful to others? Is it uh, in abstinence to thought of others? Right. Is there empathy involved in what you're saying or, you know, are you getting better at the expense of someone else? You know, like that's really the, the yardstick here. Are you putting good into the world or not? You know, and I believe that we can get to this really, really great place uh, with the technology, with the ec- economics as they are, if we just started doing that, holding these these rap bastards, man, holding them accountable to like us instead of, uh, you know, the the money stuff, you know, so I, I don't know. I think I think that we can do it. So my challenge to you is to be more responsible with your language. When you're on social media, while it would feel really good to share the meme about whatever or to say the the thing about the political thing the way that you're about to, can you pull back a little bit? Can you reframe it? Can you say, I'm disappointed in this thing. This is what I believe it should be, and we're better than this, right? Can can we be more positive when we're putting stuff out into the world? Can we drown out the nonsense, you know? Um, or can we just disconnect for freaking... I mean, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I will pay my, you know, such and such person in my life a thousand bucks if they turn off all Fox News, all of their propaganda machine, right, for a month. You turn it off for a month and then we'll just talk like once a week. I'll keep you abreast of current events like every day if you'd like. Uh, mm. And and can we do that? And then like talk about politics and see if you're a changed person by the end of it. Are you going to be less angry? You know, like I'm. I, oh, that'd I'm, be like, a really good social experiment. <laughs> it would be a great social experiment. And uh, so yeah, so I think you know I love everything about what I've gotten from this country, and I know that we have this great potential, especially you know in my mission to to help people understand wellness better and wellness a huge component of it is mental health and understanding the systems at play that are misinforming you and giving you products that aren't real. So all of this political stuff translates in and out of what I'm trying to do um, for your health. And I just think that that's the the bridge that we need to cross is like, can we just stop living in a mythology and instead live with what's real and be okay with what's real and then start to kind of address the things that are incorrect so uh that's all i got man i i'm sorry i just had to get this kind of crap off my chest once and for all well not once for all because it's every freaking week that i'm <laughs> going on about this stuff so uh that's it so uh, danny got anything nothing no man i mean it's your show speak your mind all right cool i turned I, for- awesome. I, I turned 40 on on uh, monday so that's that's what i'm, I'm celebrating so i'm gonna eat exclusively oh, we're fishing for a happy birthday gotcha. yeah that's all i was happy looking birthday, for boss. thanks man appreciate it yeah good <laughs> and uh, i'll be eating exclusively chocolate chip and m&m cookies for i support hours. That. so i'll come back all sugared up all right guys thanks for listening uh be well